Hey, Foot Clan, thank you for checking out the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. want to tell you about some big news, the ultimate DFS pass. If you've been dragging your feet, him and hawing, now is the time to get in. Still tons of time to use the premium resource, the incredible resources that is the ultimate DFS pass. And right now, the price has been dropped to $29.99 for the rest of the season, and that includes into the playoffs, your one-stop shop, your one low price, getting you ready to play some FanDuel and DraftKings, UltimateDFSPass.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Coming to you from the Playdraft Studios with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast, bringing DFS for the rest of us. We are not about cheap thrills, we're about stacking them bills. I am your host, Mike the Fantasy Hitman Wright, joined as always by my co-hosts of glory, Mr. Ben Cummins. How are you doing today, buddy? Mike, I'm so glad to be here again, and I'm just so proud of you for being such a good father and taking your son to his first ever Broncos game. Just yeah. so happy, so happy. That's something that happened. <laughs> I was there at the a date that shall live in infamy for the Arizona Cardinals. We've moved on, though. We're on to next week. Oh, okay. we're actually, we're on to, we're on to 2019. I don't know about you guys. Okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, well on the said. Left, on the left is Chris Meany. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, better than you were last week. Although you get to enjoy the football game with your son. I'm sure that was a special moment for you guys. But uh, yeah, on to 2019 and on to week eight. It's hard to believe how fast this season is just flying by. It's it's like halfway over now already. Crazy. We are about halfway through the regular fantasy football season. We are not halfway through the DFS season, though, because we will be joining you as long as they are playing DFS, which is through last year was through the NFC Championship game. Have you guys heard anything other than that? No. No. I, I should actually. say the AFC Championship game yeah, as well. Championship the, weekend. Should be the same. Well, you know, I'm playoff assuming. DFS. So we'll be here. Best DFS. If they're there, we are there. You know what we're going to do? We're going to get right into our cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. Talking those cash game quarterbacks, those 50-50 quarterbacks, we want the nice floor with a little with a little ceiling built in as well, but we're only trying to beat half of the crew. Double up that money. Chris Meany, we're going to start with you at the quarterback position. Who are you liking? I think I've talked about Andy Dalton a lot this season with you guys, so I'm going to continue just to, to ride and the Dalton train. And most of the time, it's been a good thing to talk about. Bad Andy showed up in the yes, prime time, but luckily he was he was not a main slate quarterback, which we are a main slate podcast. You know, I have uh, I have some friends, Mike. I don't know if you guys know any Bengals fans, but they were ticked the minute that that game was pushed to prime time. They're like, "Great, we have a good <laughs> oh, thing no. going here with Andy Dalton this <laughs> offense." Like, they push us to prime time and watch us get spanked, you know, by Mahomes and company. Uh, you know, 
they're back home this week, non-prime time, under the lights, in a really good matchup. Football Outsiders has Tampa ranked as the 31st defense in the league. You talk about main slate. That's the worst on the main slate. Uh, they rank 32nd against the pass. They've allowed the most passing yards. They've allowed the most fantasy points uh, to quarterbacks and the most points per game, right? So it's it's a prime time matchup, despite it not being in prime time. And, you know, the... the in, just looking at team totals, the, the Bengals 30.5, it's the third highest of the week. Now, the Steelers have dropped down slightly. That that total is slightly dropped down because I, I'm assuming people are buying into Cleveland's defense. It's pretty good. Um, but for Tampa, it's not, you know, they showed signs last week. Then they lose Quan Alexander. It's is, is a big blow to that defense. They've allowed a league-high 18 passing touchdowns. There's some value to be had. I think on both sides, DraftKings, Dalton's the fourth-highest-priced quarterback on FanDuel. He's the eighth-highest-priced quarterback. So I'm rolling out Andy Dalton feel good about his weapons as well and then Andrew Luck you know I've had some questions about Luck I I, I think I suggested him a couple weeks ago and it was his one down game but he looks he looks healthy right now I think those questions have been answered yeah Yeah. for sure like he you know all the questions that you had about his health can be squashed definitely he's thrown four passing touchdowns in back-to-back games three of his last four he has at least three touchdowns and four straight and over 300 yards in three of his past four games, including a 464-yard game in there. He still leads the league with 311 passing attempts. And the Raiders are just, maybe this is rock, maybe it's already rock bottom for them. I don't know how it can get any worse, but you lose your starting running back. You lose your number one wide receiver. The, the defense is a joke. They rank 31st against the pass. They've allowed the seventh most passing yards. So, And it looks like at this, at this time of all of his weapons are coming back, right? It remains to be seen if Marlon Mack get on the practice field and have another game. But T.Y. Hilton is back. All of a sudden, some guys are coming back for the Colts, and luck just looks really good. I'm curious. Perhaps Andy Dalton just has some kind of vitamin D deficiency <laughs> where he has to play out in the sun. I'd buy it. <laughs> and so here, here's a tip, Cincinnati. I know that there are, there are special lights out there that's <laughs> – that that can that produce their own vitamin D for people inside where you know that you can't get enough natural sunlight. Maybe fill the stadium lights, change them out to those vitamin D bulbs, and just just see what happens. I mean, I'm talking about complete nonsense here, or am I? It's totally worth it. When he's on the sideline and he's not wearing his helmet, the sun radiates with his hair, and it just combines. He's, he's like Superman. He is yeah. powered by the yellow sun. And listen, all right. But- I'm not, right, I'm not hating. I got a little dirty strawberry hair myself. So not, no hate at all. Um, but yeah, I'll jump in here. Uh, yes, the Browns do have some players on defense. I absolutely agree with that. But I'm still rolling with Big Ben here as my favorite cash play at only $6,100 on DraftKings. Firmly believe that good offenses can beat solid defenses. And I don't think that the Browns defense is all that good to be afraid of. Big Ben ranks second in passing yards per game. And the Steelers as a team are fifth in yards per game and fifth in points per game this year. Uh, the Steelers have a 29.5 point over under, which is third highest of the week. I think that includes the games that aren't on the main slate as well. And yes, Cleveland does rank number one overall in pass DVOA, but they rank 26 in passing yards allowed per game. So a little chink in the armor there. And then if you want to save even a little bit more salary, I'm going with my boy Matthew Stafford. And that might seem a little odd because he has not had a couple good games in a row. And if you look at Seattle's numbers, third in passing yards allowed per game, third in pass DVOA, they look really good. But we've talked about it on this podcast before. This is not the same defense that they used to be. And if you just go back and look at their schedule so far this year, 
it's been super favorable for them. And I think with the Lions being at home in this game, this is kind of going to be a surprising spot where all of a sudden Matthew Stafford has a good game and you can get him at $5,600 on DraftKings. So really like that, especially with him being at home, the cash savings that you can get. And it's just a play that I'm kind of feeling good about in general. Uh, you know, you can play any of his pass catchers in tournaments because they haven't, they've had the bye week. And then on top of that, they, they've had a couple games where he hasn't thrown for a ton of yards, but we know that Stafford in this Lions offense has that capability. So just like this spot in general, but again, $5,600 in cash. Love it. Let's move it on to the running back position. Chris Meany, who are you starting the, uh, the 50, 50 lineups with? I, I want to start with Kareem Hunt. And he's such an interesting sleigh. Of course, you know, it all revolves around Todd Gurley and how good he's been. And there's just such a huge price difference even on both sites, but especially on on FanDuel, you know, eleven thousand dollars for Gurley, and then and there's a huge drop off. It's eight point one on FanDuel for Kareem Hunt, and I mean, he's been really good and just kind of in Gurley's shadow. Last year's obviously he led the league in rushing yards. He has at least eighty yards on the ground in four straight games, at least one hundred and thirty total yards in three of his last four games. And the Chiefs, you know, they have he's for the Chiefs. He has a touchdown in six straight games. This offense is just so legit. It's so powerful that I think at the start of the year, we were kind of down on Kareem Hunt. He wasn't getting those goal line opportunities. Wasn't, wasn't getting the targets wasn't either. Getting, right? Yeah, he really wasn't getting That's changed a lot a of little those bit. catches. Yeah. It certainly has. It, it definitely has. I mean, he's coming off a three-touchdown game. He's third overall in carries. He's got nine touchdowns. We forget he's got nine. It's, it's it kind of just snuck up on me, really, looking over at his game log. And, and this is a really good matchup. The Broncos have allowed the second most rushing yards per game, the seventh most fantasy points to backs. Football Outsiders has them as one of the worst defenses against the run fifth worst actually 5.3 yards per carry allowed is is the highest mark in in all of football so i like hunt i'm i feel like most people will target ben how do you feel about him in tournaments i feel like most people will just automatically drop down look at recency bias say okay no makes yeah. a bad game in the prime time and that price will just kind of jump out i feel like he will be the most highly owned back in tournaments, but I feel super safe about it. Yeah, I think he'll be pretty highly owned, uh, but I don't necessarily know if it matters. Just again, because you know we talk all the time about the easiest way to kind of go contrarian is to target those you know, pass catchers that could have boom weeks, those tight ends that could have boom weeks. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to overthink running back. Last week was an interesting week with Cohen and Mac and all these guys balling out, but I don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case again this week. So I think he should be fairly high owned, but, uh, you know, interesting because Denver dominated as we've touched on at the beginning of the show, but we know that Arizona has been broken to this point. So maybe there'll be a little recency bias there, but it's very easy to go back and look the last couple weeks before that and see how atrocious Denver's run D is. So he'll be high owned, but he should be high owned. One of the best running backs. I think as you touched on Meany, um, the, all the touchdowns have, you know, just started coming. I don't think he's, uh, not scored since all the way back in week one. So a great play. Yeah. Yeah, it touched down in six straight games. And then, so I mentioned the matchup, really good. Chris Carson has a, has a really good one, too. I mean, 5.3 yards per carry, that's what Denver's allowed. And that's exactly what Detroit has allowed on the ground as well. So Carson comes in fresh off the bye. 
He has 65 carries in his last three games. Only one touchdown over that span, but he's racked up just shy of 300 yards on the ground. Uh, I mentioned the bye week. I think that helps him a little bit. And Detroit allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs. And against the run, they've just they've just really, really struggled. So I think Seattle has kind of figured something out over the past couple of weeks. And Russell Wilson, his last two games have been his best. Three passing touchdowns in, in each of those two games before the bye. I think this run game is established something with him and Doug Baldwin. So I think that they're going to continue to lean on Carson. And I think he's pretty safe on DraftKings. He checks in at like $5,000, like $4,300 on DraftKings. I think that's a steal. Speaking to ownership, you can always jump in the buzz reports over in our Ultimate DFS Pass. The Ultimate DFS Pass is our premium resource the premium articles from these fine fellas, also from Jake Seeley, some tools for you to use, including the Buzz Report, where we are working with Fanshare Sports. They have a proprietary algorithm where they're scouring social media, seeing how touts and and those of our ilk are talking about fantasy players uh, in terms of DFS, seeing if it's a positive or negative sentiment being talked about these players. It helps you kind of project where players are, where in DFS touts are on these players. And currently, as of this recording, Kareem Hunt is the number three running back in the buzz report. So he's going to be a highly owned guy. And big news for the DFS pass, it's been marked down to $29.99. Oh, baby. So if you haven't jumped in, like we said, the football season is half over, but we are not half over. So one low price, get the rest of the season. Go check that out. Ultimate DFS pass. Moving on to, uh, oh, I apologize. Ben, you've got some running backs you might want to talk about. Yeah, I'll jump. I mean, and with a cream hot conversation, you know, Meanie talked about it with FanDuel. It's the same thing over on DraftKings. $7,100 is what makes him so solid, too, because I don't know what DraftKings is doing. Like, they're making a mistake with this pricing, right. and it's the same with James Conner at $7,500. So James Conner season is going to continue because, like, we look at wide receivers, and Odell Beckham's great, but, like, we're looking at him as a $7,500 price tag. That's a solid price tag, but we're kind of looking at that as a little bit of a value. Well, James Conner and Kareem Hunt, two of the best running backs, workhorse running backs in the league, are extreme values at those prices. They should be more expensive. And Conner, it just continues to benefit from Bell not showing up. He's third in opportunities per game. I I already talked about this Steelers awesome offense. I want exposure to it. Conner, especially in cash, is the easiest way to get it. And, okay, if you're a little bit scared of the – the Browns pass defense and their pass rush. I'm fine with that. Go elsewhere in cash at quarterback if you'd like. But Connor gets the beneficial matchup. The Browns are 28th in rushing yards allowed per game and 25th in run DVOA. So he's just locked in for me. And then if you're looking to save a little bit, Marlon Mack, it hurts me. Meany brought up his name, is somebody that I was going to talk about here. I think Meany was going to as well. But he's hurting. So we can't go with those salary savings. So instead, we're going to look in this Broncos-Chiefs game again and and talk about Phillip Lindsay because it looks like Freeman is not going to play. Royce Freeman uh, suffered a high ankle sprain last week. He's not practicing right now. And so if that happens, Lindsay should see a volume increase, although uh, they'll probably find a way to get Devontae Booker out there annoyingly. But at the end of the day, Lindsay is – a guy that can have some upside catching passes. He's going to have to have that in this game. And it's a good matchup 
The Chiefs ranked 23rd in rushing yards allowed per game. They're dead last in run DVOA. They've been allowing a ton of uh, targets and catches to the running back position, a little bit like what we've seen with Atlanta. We just want to target them over and over. So it scares me because we saw what the Chiefs just did to the Bengals and bad Andy Dalton, like they just blew him out. And there was not as much fantasy goodness on that Bengals team as we thought there would be. And I feel like it could be a similar situation here because they're not playing the Cardinals who have to fire coaches anymore and things like that. Like the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the league. Sorry, Mike. And uh, it's Kansas City is a tough place to play. So, you know, getting those salary savings comes with a little bit of a risk. But at the end of the day, there should be volume. The matchup is solid. And you can save money at only $5,200 with Lindsay on DraftKings. If you're really into Marlon Mack and it turns out that he is out, which this is a reminder to everyone, we're talking about these things on a Thursday night. When you're setting your lineups, yes, you want, the, you want to lock them in Sunday morning when you have as much information as you can possibly glean. And I don't mind. I do not mind the pivot to Jordan Wilkins if you're mm. – if you want in okay. on this Colts action, super cheap, talking $3,400 over on DraftKings. And I think he would be the primary beneficiary if Mac is out. Hines will see the field, but we know that when they are going to grind the clock out, they went with Marlon Mack, and Jordan Wilkins still had a couple carries this past week. So I think that I think he would be the primary beneficiary if the game script goes in the favor of the Colts, which we all are expecting it to go in that direction against the Raiders. And I wanted to jump in real quick before we talk about wide receivers. Talking about crazy pricing. It's He's not the most – he doesn't have the big sexy appeal. But Isaiah Crowell mm. is $3,700. Oh, yeah. That's hard on, to ignore. On DraftKings. Okay. And, uh, look, he's not a play like Kareem Hunt. I get it. But Bilal Powell, IR – yeah. Out for the season. Elijah McGuire is not back yet. Trenton Cannon is his primary uh, opponent in terms he's of just a pass catcher, really. Of of touches for the New York Jets. So if you want a volume play that can help unlock things for your roster, thirty seven hundred bucks for Crowell, it could let you do some very interesting Thing. I like it. The Powell news just broke not that long ago. So yeah, yeah, got to adjust. So check out that injury impact article I put out on Saturdays, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. The wide receiver position, Chris Meany, who are you liking? Uh, I'm going AJ. He oh, leads. he's stacking. Yeah, Ooh, big okay. time. Love uh, it. Why not? Um, AJ leads football with 36 targets last three weeks. He He's had some tough matchups. He's still been productive in them, and this is a really good one for him. 392 yards is the fourth most among wideouts over the last four weeks. I already mentioned, you know, a lot of the Bucks' struggles, the 18 passing touchdowns allowed is is the most in football. They've given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. They just rank in the bottom three, basically, in every single defensive category. So AJ safe. And in around that range, I wonder if people will go in there. I feel like they'll they'll want to get some Steelers in, in their lineup and they'll want to attack that Green Bay and Los Angeles game. So AJ, you know, surprisingly in tournaments could be loaned as well. But I like him in cash. And Jarvis Landry to me is is somebody I think is getting uh, – you know, not as much respect as he deserves. Now, he's not getting used inside the red zone as much as he was last season with Miami. He was like top five in red zone targets. He had a ton of touchdowns. This year, it's not happening. When, when Cleveland gets down inside the red zone, they're they're either looking Joku's way or they're running the football. And that, 
may continue, but Landry is still pretty safe in cash. So in, in tournaments, I'm looking for guys that are getting targeted in red zones, getting some touchdowns, but I'm looking for volume in, in certainly I see volume with Landry's game and I see value and you're looking at value reports and you got the ultimate DFS pass. I mean, he's one of the better values, Jarvis Landry on FanDuel. And I think it's because, oh, you only get half, you know, half a point for a catch. Like it still adds up. Right? He's still second in the league in targets with 82. Uh, he's still heavily involved in the offense. Uh, I don't mind the matchup at all. The Steelers, you know, have struggled, you know, to, to stop the pass. So he's coming off his best game with Baker as well, right? The two, yeah. the two of them hooked up for 10 catches, 97 yards, and had that touchdown. So over those four starts that Baker has had, Landry has 46 targets, two touchdowns. So he, I, I still think he's going to look his way, and it's just it's cheap volume, and that's what I'm after. All right, Ben, what do you got? Yeah, so if you're going with three stud running backs, like I totally understand that and then fading this guy. But if you're not doing that, I just I don't see how you don't play Robert Woods in cash this week. Five of caught five of seven targets for 78 yards a week ago. And that was a disappointment. And that's how good Robert Woods has been this year. And it, it just feels so good saying this as a as a guy that's believed in Robert Woods for a long time. And I just think you look at this game, it doesn't look like Cooper Cup is going to play again. Uh, I know there's a lot of Brandon Cooks truthers out there, but if you go back and look at what Woods did last year before he got hurt, he was actually the leading receiver on the Rams in targets per game. And if you go look at what he's done this year, he's the leading receiver on this team. He is the wide receiver one. And without Cooper Cup playing, if that does come to fruition, he's going to be the guy that benefits. And yes, they didn't really need him a lot last week as they routed the 49ers 39 to 10. But if you kind of look at, the underlying numbers, he still saw a 29.17% team target share last week. So in a game that should be extremely fantasy friendly this week, the Rams are at home. The Packers have given up a lot to wide receiver ones, not just this year, but for a couple years now at only $6,800. This is where it all comes together for me is Woods should be at least $1,000 more expensive. Like He should be in that same range with Cooper Cup out in this fantasy game, in this matchup, as some of the other studs in the league. And then if you are trying to save a little bit of money, as we always try to hit them high, hit them low, it, it is risky. But at the end of the day, when you're going risky, even in cash, you want to do it at the wide receiver position. Larry Fitzgerald has been pretty bad this year, but we did see him put together a little bit of a good game last last time last week against the Broncos. Granted, it was in you know horrible negative game script, which helps the passing game, but. Um, you know, that could be the same thing again here. They're at home. They're playing against San Francisco, which is a pretty good matchup for Fitzgerald. And I do think that it is a little bit of, you know, a wish and a prayer. But at the end of the day, he's only $4,400 on DraftKings and Mike McCoy being fired hopefully funnels him a few more targets in the middle of the field, which is what they really should, should be doing all year. I get that he's super high and he's getting a little bit banged up, but this is still Larry Fitzgerald that you know, getting all these studs in because we want to get Woods. We want to pay. Like we did, we haven't said Todd Gurley's name yet because we don't have to because you know that he's the best play basically every week. We want to get Kareem Hunt. We want to get James Conner. You're going to have to save money somehow. And I'd rather take a chance on a cheap Larry Fitzgerald rather than like an Antonio Callaway or somebody who hasn't proven themselves yet, especially in cash. So like Fitzgerald at that price. I like Christian Kirk too. I'm, I'm, Kind of interested. Yeah, in he's been right there with Fitzgerald and targets and catches on that team. Yeah, the matchup is much better for Arizona this week. Moving to the tight end position, Chris Meany. <laughs> going with <laughs> – hey, look, I, if anyone's going to benefit 
from right. Amari Cooper being shipped out of town. I don't mind this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it honestly pains me to suggest Jared Cook and Cash, especially. <laughs> it really does. Like, I'm not going to lie to to the listeners. I think it I was did it tough. back in week two. So. Yeah, Join it was tough to even you know write them up. There's a lot of cheap tight ends this week. Obviously, we're not going to sit here and, and bore you guys with with Travis Kelsey. But again, no Gronk or Ertz on on the main slate is you know Kelsey kind of jumps out at you. But yeah, you're right, Mike. I mean, no Marshawn Lynch. Their starting running back is gone. Doug Martin has not been efficient for for years, really. And Amari Cooper, their number one wide receiver, is gone as well. This defense is is a joke. And you know what? Vegas is kind of giving Oakland a little bit more credit than I expected. The total is 50 and a half. That's the fifth highest on the main slate. And the Colts are only favored by three. So Vegas is is feeling like Oakland should be able to pass the football and move it um, on the Colts. And I just don't feel like they're going to be able to run. And yeah, Jared Cook is he's in line for some targets. And I'm kind of intrigued with some Raiders guys. Uh, they're probably more so tournament dart throws but uh for cook i feel like he's gonna he, he could flirt with like 10 to 12 targets this sunday ben you doing the dance yes you sir doing the dance oh yeah <laughs> i i can't i can't quit this i'm already feeling my hips oh. starting to move here in the chair i'm doing the vance dance again i mean i just can't like thirty seven hundred dollars his price on DraftKings continues to be affordable at a position especially in cash that i want to go cheap it, the pass catching tight end on one of the best offenses in football. He caught seven of eight passes for 68 yards the last time the Steelers played. Granted, that was against the Bengals, who have shown us now that their defense is absolutely horrible. But again, this matchup against Cleveland does not scare me that much. It's about getting exposure to this offense, cheap exposure, because I want to, I want to lock in James Conner. If you want to go with AB, Juju, I totally get that. But, you know, this is a, a, a team that, if I can get cheap exposure on top of the stud that I'm locking in, I want to do it. So Vance just continues to allow me to do that, and I'm right back on board. And then for the DST, is there is there any way on earth, especially if you're playing on DraftKings, how are you not playing the Steelers? I know. I don't get it. So I don't, I cheap. Yeah. My, my eyes about popped out of my head when I saw it. Like the Steelers aren't that good of a defense. And I, look, I'm team Baker, but at $2,300, the Steelers are at home. Like they should be able to hopefully get you at least six or seven. And that's going to do the trick at that price. They Especially get, if go ahead, they Mike. get sacks. And Baker yeah. takes sacks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not hard. No, the most sacks. I'm Team Baker, but he's still a rookie at the end of the day, and he's on the road in like his fifth start in the league. Yeah, so. Cleveland has allowed the most sacks in football, and the yep. Steelers rank second in sacks. So yeah, you look at Baker. There's been a lot of just struggles I've seen from him, like six interceptions, four fumbles. Yeah, the price is just oh man, the ownership is going to be through the roof. But who cares? Yeah. Like it's. I went it's in to build my lineup today. I'm like, okay, what? I'm gonna have to figure someone else out besides the Steelers. They're gonna cost yeah. way too much. Holy Your team crap! Keeps defense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there. Click. That's free. Yeah, thought you were gonna have to go off the radar yes. again, and then it's like, oh and, wow. And Ben, if you, I know you feel strong about the Steelers. I do too. And if they have their way and they score some points, I mean, that's that's right there. That's what you want in a defense. Somebody who can dial up some pressure and just <laughs> force some turnovers. Yeah, exactly. Before we jump into today's GPP picks, want to thank today's sponsor, Pristine Auction. Pristine Auction, the absolute best sports memorabilia website of all time. I am jumping on Pristine Auction every single day because there's hundreds of things, hundreds of new things on there every single day. 
Get that autographed sports memorabilia like this beautiful Juju Smith-Schuster. A star is born, as Jason from the Fantasy Footballer says. star is born. Juju, the hands of the star, touched this jersey. He signed his name, and it's on the wall. It's in a frame. It looks glorious. Unique gifts. Incredible things. Incredible deals. Incredible steals always happening at Pristine Auction. you got to check it out. Jump on there. Make a completely free account at P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-Auction.com. And if you make that free account, let them know that the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast sent you. And if you're going to jump into FanDuel or DraftKings for the first time ever this weekend, when you sign up, make sure you use that promo code BALLERS. It's going to help you out. It's going to help this show out. Promo code BALLERS. All right, let's move into our tournament picks. You down with GPP? Starting with those GPP QBs. Chris Meany, who you got? Jameis. Famous. That didn't rhyme at all, Chris. Winston. <laughs> I had something good going and you blew it. I know. I'm always just right on right on point like to get the, the info out. It's my bad. You realize um, that you could have gone with Jamie Winston. I mean, it was right there. It was right there. I've never called him Jamie before. I no one have has, to. but it rhymed, and that's okay. cool. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, you know, it was a good setup. I dropped the ball, but uh, you know, Jameis Winston. I think he's a strong play this week. I'm looking in tournaments. I want quarterbacks that play on bad defensive teams with no run game, and they're just going to chuck. Chuck, Chuck. Winston's thrown the mm. ball 93 times in his last two starts. 760 yards, five total touchdowns over that span. Zero touchdowns last week, but still had a good day. 365 yards, 55 on the ground, and a rushing touchdown. I mentioned all the struggles, you know, already with this defense for Tampa. So they're going to have to throw the football. And since he, you know, surprisingly not a great defense either. They rank ninth worst against the pass. According to football outsiders, they've allowed the fifth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, 15 passing touchdowns, the fifth most in football. Go back to last season, Jameis Winston, 13 games, played most of them with a bum shoulder. And in seven of them, he had at least 290 yard, 299 passing yards. So he just slings it. He's not afraid to chuck it. I mentioned the struggles on the ground, so I wouldn't be shocked if Jameis has another 300-yard game with, with some touchdowns to try to play catch-up in this football game. And then there's Aaron Rodgers. Here we go. Like Rodgers maybe highly owns. This is mostly about the Rams and what they're going to be able to do on offense. This is the highest team implied total I've seen of this season. It's 34-and-a-half. They score points at will. Nobody can stop them. The last time I saw the Packers, they allowed 30-plus points to San Francisco in Green Bay. Over 60 points allowed over the past couple games. Rodgers is coming off a bye. Looks like he's going to get Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison back in the lineup. He's a 9.5 underdog. It's the largest um, total in his career. Like he's never been this big of an underdog ever. And I know that Aaron Rodgers is going to go in there and sling it and try to play catch up as well. And I'm looking at a quarterback that I feel like when we gets inside the red zone, he's going to throw it. He, he Rodgers has ranked inside the top two in red zone passing attempts in three of the last four years. Uh, so I like him a lot just because of his defense has been so bad. He's thrown the ball 98 times for almost 900 yards in his last two games. Ben, you like the other side of the ball. I do. Yeah. I like Jameis and Luck. And then, uh, you know, you get into the, the show doc and Meany's already put them in there because he's a very smart man. So that's what happens when you're late to the show doc. But at the same time, I do. I like Jared Goff in this matchup. Uh, it's the best fantasy game of the week, guys. So um, you want to start there. Goff a little bit cheaper. $6,000 is pretty affordable. And 
everybody, you know, is going to continue to play Todd Gurley and rightfully so. So we haven't seen Goff really go off in a couple of weeks like he did against the Vikings, but this could be that matchup that allows him to do that again. Now it does hurt a little bit that Cooper Cup's not playing. I like my quarterbacks to be at full strength. We'll see if that ends up happening. But regardless, at that price in this game at home against a Packers defense that's middle of the pack and past DVOA, um, you know, they're not like a cake matchup, but they're also not super tough either. This could be a really good game for a quarterback that you just you can't ignore when he's on one of, if not the best offenses in the entire league. So um, I'm just going to talk about golf because we've already talked. Talked about Luck and Winston, two of my other guys that I like a lot this week in tournaments as well. Let's move it over to the running back position. Chris Meany, who you liking? Yeah, I like Connor, but you know um, Ben's already kind of touched on him. Those three backs, I'm really kind of targeting in that seven thousand dollar range on DraftKings. You know, I can sprinkle in Mixon in there. I think that you can get him low owned if you play in a lot of turn up tournament lineups. You know, I think again recency bias and what it was a good matchup against KC. He really didn't do a whole lot, but Mixon, you know, sixteen targets and ten catches in his last three games without Gio Bernard. If Bernard doesn't play, he, he's in line for all the work. And if they do get up in this game and Jameis does struggle. Uh, they could lean on Mixon, and obviously we know that he's the goal line back. But another back that I'm interested in, we touched on him last week, is Treat Cohen. He, he had a team-high 12 targets last week for the Bears. He's totaled at least 83 yards and a touchdown over his last three games. Doesn't do a whole lot on the ground, but at least 31 rushing yards in three of his past four games as well. So there's a small, just small, small floor there for him. But for, for Cohen... I want to attack backs that, you know, they get the ball in space. Obviously, on DraftKings, you get that full point for the catch and just explosive. And that's what I've seen from Cohen so far. 30 targets, 22 grabs, 281 receiving yards in his last three weeks. And his snap count percentage has increased every single week. He played a career-high 46 snaps last week, and his snap percentage has gone like this, 32%, 41, 48, 49. How about Jordan Howard, 73 62, 54, 50. So it's, yeah, there's a kind of a change in the guard here. Now, I still think Howard is the goal line back, but he's only had more than 14 carries once. So, I mean, Cohen's a factor, and the Jets can't cover anybody. Averaging 10 targets a game the past three weeks. I mean, that's absolutely insanity when you combine what Mitchell Trubisky has been able to do. uh, When I I don't know what happened in Chicago (laughs) where Mitch Trubisky was – just looked like he was absolutely toast for the first three weeks. And then maybe someone just said, hey, Mitch, it doesn't matter, man. Just do whatever. And and he's decided <laughs> that that's how he's going to play football now. And it's been, it's been spectacular for fantasy purposes. Ben, who you got? Let's talk about Saquon Barkley. And this is not like most people are probably listening, saying really like he's contrarian. But the running back position, again, is a pretty self-explanatory position, especially this week, I think. So, you know, I was going to talk about Philip Lindsay in the spot and Mac and Cash. But of course, with Mac's injury, we're kind of shuffling the deck. And the reason why Barkley is a tournament play is because Odell Beckham, his teammate, the pricing has finally worked itself out and it makes sense for for Barkley at $8,800. You can get Beckham for $1,300 cheaper. And Meany was just saying the thought process that I have and that probably almost everybody is going to have. I'm just going to pay $7,500 for Connor, $7,100 for Hunt. I'll look at Mixon. If I'm paying up, I'm not going to pay up for Barkley because I'm obviously going to pay up for Todd Gurley or go get some of these wide receivers. So because of all that, on top of the negativity that the Giants organization's 
uh, organization, I should say, has found itself in this week. I think that there's a lot of reasons why Barkley is going to be pretty low owned. And it's interesting because he's at home and Washington ranks 26 in run DVOA. So it's a pretty good matchup. And plus, Washington just held Zeke to basically nothing last week, but that game was in Washington. So a lot of reasons why, look, it might not jump out as the best play of the week, but you can get a stud like Barkley, who you know is locked in as one of the best workhorses in the league at a pretty low ownership percentage. That's intriguing to me. I love that, Ben. Actually, you know, I feel like Gurley, people should fade. Like, I'm not going to tell everyone what to do there. I'm fading Gurley in tournaments. Yeah. I feel like there has to be one game where he doesn't go off. (laughs) There has to be, right? Like, just one. Everyone everyone has Gurley. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, just the price difference, Brandon, you bring up a good point, Ben. It's just. The, just the drop off just slightly and it, people will will attack those mid-range backs in the $7,000 range anyways and Berkeley I'm Bar- Berkeley Bar- Barkley leads the league in targets catches and receiving yards among backs like that's perfect that's what you want for for a DK back and Eli Manning can't do anything else besides dump it off to him moving to the wide receiver position Chris Meany I see you're you're doing the, the special which I love you're hitting them high you're hitting them low so let's hear it yeah let's do it Devonte Adams, I mentioned before, Peace. obviously Monster. The, the struggles defensively. Yeah, he is. Love him. He he really he's leading all wideouts in fantasy points per game on DraftKings, and he's point three behind on Fanduel of Tariq Hill. So uh, that's just in terms of the main slate. So he's been a beast. Uh, you know, he obviously Rodgers gets those weapons back, but still Adams is the number one option in that passing game. Nineteen catches, one hundred seventy-two yards, and three touchdowns in his last two games. I mentioned earlier targeting guys who get work in the red zone. Fifteen red zone targets, one off the league lead for Adams, and it's resulted in six touchdowns through six games. He was third overall last year in red zone opportunities. I feel like Rodgers is just going to have to throw the football a ton, and then yeah, hitting him low here with Chris Godwin. Mike Ab- Mike Evans is the obvious stack. I'm I'm sure people will want to pair him and Jameis up, but Godwin's got some value, and especially on DraftKings, his price is really nice. Uh, you guys already know that the matchup is fantastic. He's got four touchdowns in six games, the third most red zone targets inside the 10-yard line, and that goes back to some of the struggles that Tampa Bay has when they get inside the red zone, especially when they get inside the 10. Jameis is throwing the football, so Godwin, much like Cohen, Getting more snaps, 56% of the snaps last week was the second most he's played this season. And Deshaun Jackson, was it's the second fewest he's played all year long. So I noticed in that football game last week when the game was on the line and it was in overtime, Jackson was actually on the sidelines and Goodwin was on the field getting targets. So 15 targets, 11 grabs, and 100 yards in his last few starts with Jameis. All right, Ben, who are you feeling? I love it, Meanie, and I think it's like um... – I tweeted that this is the sneaky game, the Buccaneers at Bengals. And I think that with how bad the Buccaneers secondary has been, it's so obvious that with the Bengals being at home, it's obvious to want to target AJ Green, who we've talked about in those guys. But to me, the the guy is Mike Evans because the Bengals defense has basically been just as bad. And you just touched on it. But at the same time, and maybe it's just me, I feel like Evans is kind of like that that sneaky stud wide receiver play that's kind of flown a little bit under the radar all year, although he's been having a very good year. He's sixth in DraftKings points per game out of all wide receivers on this main slate this week. He has the matchup. I'm right on board with you with Winston, with Godwin, with all these guys, because I think that uh, Winston's just going to continue to get it done. So right there with you. And I think if you're you know, trying to get that stud receiver that might not necessarily have the ownership percentage as some of these other guys or that he probably should have 
It's Evans. I like him in this spot. And then I talked about Matthew Stafford already. He hasn't, Stafford hasn't thrown for over 217 yards in two straight games. And the Lions buy was mixed in there. So because of that, I think that people have cooled off on this, uh, this offense due to recency bias, but I think them being at home against the Seahawks, a team that's really kind of surprised me and a lot of people as good as they have been this year with all of the pieces lost. I think this is a spot where, uh, you know, it's competitive and Stafford has to have that game. I think he throws for over 300 yards in this game and you can get Kenny Galladay at only $5,700, especially in tournaments when we're looking at trying to figure out which wide receiver it's going to be for Detroit. I'm always going to say Galladay moving forward. He's just a freak. Golden Tate getting a little bit older. Golden Tate started on the injury report this week, and I think you have to pay up a little bit more to play Tate, although it is a revenge game. So um, oh. you know, shout out shout out for that. But oh, I, I love Galladay. I think he'll be low owned, and I think he has a chance. You know, he had a huge touchdown called back a couple weeks ago in the Packers game. If his long touchdown isn't called back this week, I mean, he could be a top, top 10, top five wide receiver at a low ownership percentage. Let's talk about the tight ends. Chris Meany, you're about to talk about my favorite guy of the week. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I know how big of a fan you are of OJ yes. Howard and you know how yes. can you not be. So yeah, we're kind of just sticking with the the Bucks theme here. Nine catches, 129 yards, and a touchdown in his two games since returning from injury. He looks good. Cameron Braid is is not a factor at all, stealing any looks from him. And the Bengals, it's just again, it's a good matchup. The fourth most points allowed per game to tight ends. And overall, Howard has at least fifty-four yards in five of his six games this season, and he's only going to continue to get better. He's a freak. Ben. Love it. I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. I'm going to talk about CJ Uzama against the Buccaneers. Uh, didn't do a ton last week, did catch a touchdown. But because the Bengals were just so bad, I don't see his ownership percentage being crazy by any means. $3,500, very cheap. Remember, Tyler Eifert, Tyler Croft, both on the shelf. Um, and because of that, Uzama's the guy. He caught six of seven targets for 54 yards the week before against the Steelers, and they were lining him out out wide. Dalton was kind of throwing him contested catch balls that he was catching. So didn't do a ton last week, still found the end zone. I think there is upside to be had in this good game against this Buccaneers defense that's dead last in passing yards per game and uh, allowed per game and pass DVOA. And quickly, before we get into the stacks, guys, give me a – one of your favorite DSTs for tournaments. Yeah, I'll go. You know, I'm kind of – I know we were talking a lot about the Steelers, and I'm with you too, Ben. Oh, no, of, Meanie, no. I'm kind of interested in the Browns defense. Yeah, it makes – I oh. get it. They're turnover they're just, kings. Yeah, they're slightly cheaper. I think they're $2,200 on DraftKings. Yeah, they lead the league in, in, in takeaways with 20, picks with 11, you know, fumble recoveries. They have nine. Uh, they rank inside the top 10 in sacks, like just slightly but for the most part, like it's going to be Steelers across the board for me. And, you know, if you can squeeze in the Chicago bears, like Darnold looks completely like a rookie over the past couple of weeks. Being, I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. They're only $2,800. They've been one of the best, if not the best defenses of the league. They're first in yards allowed per game and first in points per game allowed. It's on the road. So because of that, uh, I, I feel like they will be pretty low owned. but even though it's on the road, like Cam Cam's beat up, that was a, that was a, yeah, yeah, he's he on the injury report. And that was such a weird game last week. They the the Panthers got dominated for three quarters and then had a great fourth quarter, came back and won. But I think that the first three quarters is a little bit more what this offense is right now. Cam's getting sacked uh a, a good amount as well. I think this Ravens defense could have a solid game. Low ownership, pretty cheap as well. All right, we're gonna jump into our favorite foundational stacks of the week. Before I do that, I want to remind you about 
Ben's live stream every Sunday, an hour and a half before kickoff. Mr. Ben is jumping on Periscope doing last-minute advice, last-minute questions, extremely helpful, always entertaining with Mr. Ben Cummins. You can find him on Twitter, Twitter at Ben Cummins FF. And you can also follow Chris. He'll, he'll answer some of your questions if you tweet at him. At Chris Meany. I am at FF Hitman as well. Doing our best to interact with those of you who follow hey, the show. It's going to be Twitter this week because we're getting that cast, baby. Oh! oh! All right, let's Woo. talk about our stacks. <laughs> Stack attack. I'm going to go first because I don't usually do that. And I'm changing it up. Calling Love an it, audible. Mike. We talked about the guys. We highlighted the the two guys that I really like. I like Jared Goff and Robert Woods to Ooh, start yes. my lineups. Bobby Woods. I'm chasing that over under. The the Rams are unstoppable, and the price point is is just right, personally, for me to get Goff and Woods in there. Ben, your favorite stack? Uh, we've talked a lot about the Steelers, so let's just go all in. I like Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Vance McDonald. Oh, the super as stack. A, yeah, as a super stack. Because, again, you can get the cheap exposure in Vance and then go pay up and get the stud. James Conner, I think, is obvious. So, again, the tournament mindset, what can we do to get a little bit contrarian? Let's go with this stack, maybe a little bit lower owned. A.B. dominates. He had a very good game in week one against the Browns. I feel like if you look at what A.B.'s done the last two weeks, it's now coming together again, as it obviously is going to. He could have a huge game here, and this stack could pay dividends. All right, Manny, you didn't put it in the show, Doc, so I have no idea what you're going to say. Oh, man, if you didn't go Woods and Goff, I was going. Yeah, and I love that's that right. Too. Yes, let's uh, go. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you guys know I like Tampa, but I feel like a, a strong stack in cash is just AJ and Dalton. Yeah. Just <sighs> dial them up. Dalton, fair, Dalton, Dalton. fair, fair point. All right, we're going to jump into the Battle Royale where we give a lineup. Go head to head to head. DFS Battle Royale. All right, Chris Meany, you went last in stacks. You're going first in the battle. Who you got? Well, good, because I feel real good about this lineup. <laughs> Jameis <laughs> Winston is my quarterback. I love Connor as well. He lit up the Browns week one. He had 31 attempts on the ground and almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Love Connor. Got Kareem Hunt in there as well. And for my wide receivers, I went Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, and, you know, I went AJ. It's tough. Like, all these guys are just sitting there, like, Adams and Evans and AJ. They're all right around that same price. I went AJ uh, in cash. I think about elsewhere in tournaments, but Uzama is uh, my tight end. I, I don't really like to have those two Bengals in there without Dalton, but he's super, super cheap. I'm going with Chris Carson in at Flex at $4,300. I, I like the price. I'm believing in the matchup as well. And then, no surprise, I got the Steelers as my defense. All right, Ben. Man, that pains me to hear that you have Robert Woods in there because that's what I'll be trying to figure out like all week how I can do that. Because right now, I don't have him because the foundation of my lineup is Todd Gurley, James Conner, and Kareem Hunt in the flex. Oh, right. uh, and what, I, what I'm going to do with that is Stafford at 56. I talked about I like that price, 5,600. Um, I'm going to roll with Vance McDonald and the Steelers. And then i got to go cheap with receivers too. I'm playing Larry Fitzgerald, who I talked about right now. 
Doesn't feel great, but I have Demarius Thomas in there who it doesn't look like he's going to be traded. Still seven targets per game. The Broncos are going to have to throw. And then I'm going to stick with that game and play Sammy Watkins. I probably will just continue to talk about this guy because he is a, a starting piece in one of the best offenses in the league. His numbers have actually been pretty solid, especially if you take out the game against the Broncos where he got hurt and basically didn't play. His target numbers jump up to about 6.5 per game. And in this offense with Mahomes, that should be able to get it done most weeks. So that's the lineup. Before I give my lineup, I just want to talk about this guy real quick because we didn't mention him in the show, and he's not actually in my lineup because it's Thursday. And like I said, you got to know the information. If Matt Breida is out for the San Francisco 49ers, Raheem Mostert mm. is $3,800 and will absolutely carve up the Arizona Cardinals. They're, you can run. Anyone can run on the Cardinals, <laughs> and Colonel Mustard has juice. So just t- just telling you, between Raheem and Isaiah Crowell, those I was are- going to ask. Those are two volume running backs you can get for $3,800 and $3,700, and you could just fat stack the rest of your lineup if you want to go That's, with You got a those. preference between the two? If I got to pick one, if if Burita is out, it's Raheem. Absolutely. Okay. All right. He's in the he's in the ultimate DFS pass, Mike. It's nice. a good call. He's he's in the cash part, and it's the same thing. Highlighted. If Brita doesn't play, roll roll out. Uh, I call him mustard. Yeah. Oh, very <laughs> nice. There it is. He makes very up for nice. It. So here's my lineup. I got Jared Goff. I did go with Isaiah Crowell because it let me do a lot of very cool things, including Kareem Hunt being my other running back, and then my trio of domination at the wide receiver position: Odell Beckham Jr. Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods. Crushing it. Then I got O.J. Howard, my favorite tight end play of the week. My flex, I'm I'm chasing the breakout. Carry on Johnson. I think he is the truth. I think he will continue to see his workload go up and up. He is a bit capped because of LeGarrette Blunt stealing freaking goal line carries. But it's just that's just baked into there. But I think that he will do enough to be a worthy flex. And, of course, the Steelers are my defense. That'll do it. Do you guys have anything else? Any parting words before we close this show out? Chris? Good luck. Get that cash. I want to see those screenshots. Ben? It's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> so it's all about you? That's exactly right. <laughs> don't, don't you forget it. So that'll do it. I am your host, Mike, the fantasy hitman riot for my colleagues, Ben Cummins, Chris Meany. We wish you the best of luck this week, and we hope you pad that bankroll. Get that green. Get that money. We'll see you next week on the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.